Did you guys think it was over? As fishers of men, we are called to fish, and we keep fishing until our net is full, and the good Lord calls us home. And my net's not full yet, so let's get fishing. Last Sunday night service, I was visiting a neighboring Baptist church, singing a song that I've heard a thousand times before, I Surrender All. And I was standing there in the pew, truthfully mumbling the words, because my mind was elsewhere at the time. But as I was standing there mumbling, I surrender all, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. It occurred to me that I truly at that moment have not surrendered all. Nine years ago, I watched my church's Easter play. I saw that bloody depiction of what Jesus had gone through for me, and it rocked me spiritually. Once I saw that Jesus had surrendered his body and took on all of the sins I've ever committed and ever will commit onto him and died, I could no longer live to serve only myself. So I surrendered my life to him and became born again through his grace. Nine years is a long time. Since then, I have failed repeatedly, time and time again, but the Lord continues to forgive and correct. From my perspective, I believe that it is vital and necessary even for reminders to be set throughout a Christian's life, a reminder that they did indeed surrender their life unto the Lord for his work. I can't speak for all Christians, but for me sometimes I feel like Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. For those who aren't Marvel fans, that's a character who has dissociative identity disorder. Sometimes it feels like my flesh and my savior are both fighting for control. It's easy to forget sometimes, as we're each navigating through our own busy lives, that our lives are not really our own. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 lays this out plainly. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are brought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I believe, many of the time, people who are looking to be saved do indeed surrender themselves, but forget the second part, serving. We're not called to be saved and wallow in the world. We're called to be saved and spread the light to others so that they might too be saved. The story that first came to my mind when thinking about the topic of surrendering would be Abraham submitting his son unto God on the altar. Abraham and Sarah had finally received God's blessing and promise of a son in their old age, that being Isaac. Abraham loved Isaac, and God wanted to test the limits of that love. I'm going to quickly read the passage here in Genesis 22, verse 2. God is talking to Abraham, and he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and claved the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then, on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. 
And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed, as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. I'd say the message from this story is that God is looking for obedience. God knew that Abraham loved his son dearly. He wanted to test Abraham to see where his loyalty lied, with the blessing given to him or the one that had blessed him. Abraham took his son, laid him on the altar, took his knife and held it up in the sky, ready to demonstrate his deep devoted love to the Lord. That was all God required, giving up in his mind the thing that he loved the most. Are you willing to give up what you love most? Think about it for a second. What have you surrendered so far this year for Jesus's namesake? In North Korea, if it is found that if you dare to possess a Bible, you are allegedly put in an electric cage shocked repeatedly, and fed a watery mixture of water and sand. Professed Christians in North Korea are held as religious prisoners in re-education camps, where public executions, sexual assault, and all sorts of violence runs rampant. It's a living nightmare across the world if you proclaim that you are a Christian. Those Christians are tortured and martyred for their faith. They sacrifice everything. Now let's think for a second here. What are some bare minimum sacrifices that we are expected to do on the daily? What do we surrender to the Lord? For many, the answer may be their time. Many Christians surrender their Sunday mornings for the Lord, which is in all actuality a minute sacrifice compared to what so many have to bear. In America, in general, our cross to carry each day 
is a whole lot lighter than the ones that our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ carry. By saying this, I'm not devaluing the sacrifices we make to the Lord. I'm just pointing out that we are not under the same level of persecution. I assume that a majority of those listening to this podcast attends church, and I'd say a good portion of you attend Sunday school, then worship the Lord through praise, and then listen to the sermon during service on Sundays. My question is, has it become routine? Do you go to service because you feel like you have to by this point in your life? Is it that that's just how you've been raised? Or do you do it out of servitude for the Lord, with an open heart that genuinely loves and seeks the Lord each day? My honest answer to my own uncomfortable question would be a lot of the time I go to church because that's just in how I've been raised to operate. Now, do you think that's what God wants? In order to sacrifice something, I need to surrender something that means something to me. If my time doesn't mean anything to me, if going to this building each Sunday is something I have to get through during the weekend, why am I doing it if my heart's not in it? God requires complete devotion to him. He does not require perfection on this earth. He requires obedience. Noah was a drunk. Jonah ran from God, and Rahab was a prostitute. These are real people in history who let sin in some form influence their lives. But through their obedience and their surrendering to the Lord, they were redeemed. Abraham was obedient in laying his son upon an altar to be sacrificed. But through this act of obedience, he was granted the blessing of God and becoming the great, 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 great grandfather of the Savior of the world. Verse 18 says, And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Notice in this story, because of Abraham's obedience, God provided a substitute to be sacrificed, the ram in the thicket. This ram holds a particular symbolism that shouldn't be overlooked. Isaac was placed on the altar to be the blood sacrifice, to atone from the sins committed against the Lord. But because of God's love, his life was spared, and instead a ram, which is a male sheep, was provided for the sacrifice. That sheep had its horns stuck in a sticker bush, just as how Jesus had the crown of thorns stuck in his head. That lamb was sacrificed instead of Isaac just as how Jesus was sacrificed instead of me and you. As American Christians as a whole, including myself, I believe we have gotten too comfortable. We read Matthew 28, verse 29. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And we go, hmm, that's interesting. And then we read the next verse. We read it, But there's no application. There's a significant lack of obedience. What I fear for myself is that I do not fully surrender all aspects of my being to the Lord. In fact, I am self-aware of this. An example of this is that I enjoy listening to secular music, particularly rap. This is music that does not glorify God. That means that I fill my head with worldly things. Recently, I've made a point to change this. 
and I've begun to listen to Christian music more regularly again. This action for me requires a significant amount of denying myself and instead choosing God. Again, changing my playlist is a small surrendering in a wide view, but to me, it is significant. Matthew 16 verse 24 says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What does it mean to take up your cross? Carrying your cross means figuratively dying to yourself and choosing Jesus over anything and everything else. Christians are expected to carry their cross with them each day. This is not easy. Even for the most devoted Christian, it is hard to deny sin. If there is a sin in a Christian's life, that means there is something in between that person and God. If I have a sin in my life, then there is something blocking the full radiance, the full relationship with my Creator. For people that have had a spiritual encounter with their Creator and have been figuratively washed in the blood, their lives are committed to servitude to their Creator. That is what the Bible calls their reasonable service. Sometimes, the reasonable service is by our standards unreasonable, such as being put in an electric cage. Romans 12 verse 1 says, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I'm making the assumption here that some of us have been saved by the redeeming blood of Christ. But there is some aspect in your life that you are refusing to surrender. This is mostly due to the fact that all of us Christians have had a prior life before being saved. We know how sin feels and makes us feel good. But sin takes you farther than you wanted to go, lasts longer than you wanted to stay, and costs more than you were willing to pay. Christians must surrender any sin that is festering in their lives. I challenge you to identify it and give it up unto the Lord. It may just be switching the type of music you listen to, or it may be giving up an addiction that has kept you prisoner for far too long. Whatever you love more than God, you must surrender it. It might not even be a sin. It might just be something or somebody that you love so much that it has become a barrier between the radiance and relationship between you and God. That is why there is different levels of love. God must be number one in a Christian's life. And a Christian must be able to surrender everything for Jesus. We are not of this world. Our home is beyond. But while we live here, we are subject to the wiles of the devil. We must remember that we are called to a greater purpose. When we were bought by the blood of Jesus... We each receive the gift of life everlasting, never to experience the second death. But while we continue to live on this earth, we are in servitude to our king. Our purpose is to deny ourselves, even that which we love, and serve the Lord through obedience. We must remember who we now are and surrender who we used to be. Jesus surrendered his life so that we might live. The very least we can do as children of God is surrender one morning out of seven 
with joy rather than routine. So next time the choir sings, I surrender all, I hope each of us can sing it unto the Lord with complete purity and reverence unto him. There's one last note that I'd like to leave you all with. There is, in today's culture, a popular phrase that is often said, follow your heart. Truthfully, I disagree. Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? This might be a hard pill to swallow, but sometimes what we want most must be surrendered. As I've gotten older, I have learned that there are some things in life that are worth sacrificing for. When you truly love somebody, you will surrender things that you've held on to, even things that you associate as a part of you. If you call yourself a follower of Christ, that requires sacrifice and surrendering. Surrendering the parts of you that are lingering from your past. Sacrifice the things that are blocking the way in between you and your creator. And strengthen the relationships that are strengthening your walk with the Lord. Don't follow your heart. Follow Jesus. And in the end, it'll all be accounted for, for the glory of God. The Bible verse for today is James 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And remember, you are custom-made. You are loved, and you are redeemable.